Bruce chapter number 4. Verse number 16 is what we're interested in tonight. I do thank God for what He's doing around the house of the Lord. How He's blessing us. Blessing us so good. We can't hardly stand it. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Let's stand together for the reverence of the reading of God's Word. Prayer for the message tonight. Bible says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I want to preach this thought tonight with the Lord being our helper. What you will find at the throne. What you'll find at the throne. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, Lord, in Jesus' name, we come to you as humble as we know how, thanking you for your goodness. Lord, the mercy that you've bestowed upon us and that marvelous grace that we've experienced. Lord, we ask you, dear Lord, to come about and walk the aisles of this church one more time. Lord, we feel like we make great strides this morning. Lord, we still know that there may have been some here that didn't come lay their burdens at your feet. Lord, if that's the case, may they have another ample opportunity tonight to bring it all to you. Lord, I pray that you'd undergird me with your spirit and your power, that I may preach your word, not in the fear of man, but in fear of an awesome God that's going to hold me accountable. Lord, I pray that you'd loose this tongue, let it go, bring Scripture to remembrance. And Lord, we'll surely give you glory and honor and praise for what you do for us here on this Sunday night. In Jesus' precious holy name we do pray. Amen. 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 Bible says again, let us therefore come boldly. Boldly means to come with confidence of knowing that something will be accomplished. Come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace and find that grace. Of course, grace is defined as God's riches at Christ's expense or unmerited favor. But that word there, mercy, we have heard a lot about the word mercy. We really know deep down inside what mercy means. But I just thought I'd look it up in the dictionary to get an official uh, definition of the word mercy. And when I looked it up earlier today, I almost came unglued. I almost shouted right there looking at the dictionary. They gave three different definitions of the word mercy. And that word mercy means one, favor or kindness. Number two, mercy means compassion. But this one right here is what got me. Number three, 
the power of a judge to pardon. <laughs> that sounds exactly like what the Lord Jesus Christ done for me when I got saved. He is the great judge, the almighty judge of heaven, uh, and he has the authority and he has the power to pardon. And that word pardon means uh, to be forgiven, to be forgotten of, to be wiped clean. Thank God we serve a Lord in heaven that will allow us to be forgiven of our sins. He said, come boldly to the throne of grace. Listen, I believe it do us good sometimes uh, to lay down on an old-fashioned altar of prayer uh, and start asking God to forgive us of our sins. Uh, not just uh, many sins. Uh, just go ahead and start naming them out. Amen? Uh, start being uh, specific about the sins uh, that may be in your life. Uh, I believe that that right there gets the attention of our Lord. Uh, and I believe that He cleans us up uh, and puts us on the right track. Uh, Thank God for His mercy and His grace that we can find if we'll come boldly to the throne of grace. What does or what will you find at the throne? I'm glad tonight that as a born again believer I can come to the throne of grace. And I am assured through this scripture tonight of the help that I can find At the throne. We must remember that it's not what we are approaching, but rather the who we are approaching. The throne should remind us of a holy God who sits there upon it. Have you been to the throne of grace lately? Have you bowed down in His presence Have you talked to the one that can forgive and the one that can heal and the one that can encourage? You see, a lot of times in this world in which we live, there's a lot of discouragement. There's a lot of heartache. There's a lot of heartbreak. But thanks be unto God, I can go unto Him. He can lift me up with His wings and spread me out like an eagle and I can begin to fly with His grace and with His mercy. To help me get encouraged in Him. I tell you what. I'll be honest with you. Seems like the last two or three weeks have been the best weeks of my life. I don't know what God's doing. I don't know why He's doing it. But I like it. (laughs) Harold could talk about me real ugly and it wouldn't hurt my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) God's good, amen. Amen. What will we find at the throne of God? Number one, you'll find a God who is able. (laughs) A God who's able to do what, preacher? A God who is able to save. Hebrews 7.25, Wherefore He is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by Him, seeing He ever liveth to make intercession for them. Thank God He saved me from the guttermost to the uttermost. Uh, He took me from a disgrace to amazing grace. Uh, My friends, listen. Uh, He cleaned me up. And if He did that for you, you've got something to shout about tonight. Amen. Amen. 
Oh, we serve a wonderful God. He said He'd make intercession for you, meaning that He's going to go to the Father in heaven on your behalf uh, by the way of His stripes, uh, by the way of the nail-scarred hands uh, and His hands and in His feet, uh, by the way of the precious blood of Calvary that was shed for you and I. He is able to save and forgive. He is able to save But He's also able to supply. How do you know, preacher? Because the Bible tells me so. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. uh, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Uh, He will supply your needs tonight. Amen. Uh, Listen, uh, uh, there is no need to fret uh, about what's coming down the pipe tomorrow. There's no need to fret. Uh, Just gather everything up and put it before God and ask Him to bless it and to help you and supply the need that you have. Amen. Oh, listen, there's there's times in your life where you have to make adjustments. I had a fellow to call me over to his house one day. He said, Preacher, uh, we need help. I said, Well, what kind of help do you need? He said, We need some help with our power bill and we need some help with our grocery bill. I said, You do? He said, yep, I got to looking around, and I got to sniffing around, and I got to thinking about some things, and I seen them carting of cigarettes over in the corner, and I said, buddy, let me ask you something. How many packs of them do you smoke a week? He said, oh, I smoke about three packs a day. I started adding it up. And he had one of them cable boxes sitting on his television, and I said, hey, uh, how many channels that thing got? He said, oh, it's pretty good. It gets about 300 channels. And as he's telling me this, his wife's over there on high-speed internet, on the computer, just a rolling. I said, how much does that cost? He said, oh, that's about 40 dollars a month. I said, man, you take that cable. How much does your cable cost? He said, oh, the cable bill is about $130 a month. I said, well, how about them cigarettes? And I can't remember what he said back then, but it was high. I said, hmm, you need help all right. But I don't believe it's the help that I can give you other than giving you some advice. You can make some adjustments in your life, and you can make your bills. Huh? Hey, listen, it's not the duty of the church uh, to bail people out uh, like the government does. uh, Bail them out when they ain't got sense enough to get out of trouble even after you tell them so. I remember plainly there was one time we didn't have no cable. You know what we did? We had rabbit ears. Amen. We picked up channel 7, we picked up channel 13, we picked up channel 4, we picked up channel 21, and 60-something another, and 49 and 29 and 16, and that was just enough, amen. Didn't cost me a dime a month to have that, those channels. Huh? I said, well, buddy, I said, we'll, we'll pray about this, and we'll, 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 we'll really 
uh, try to give you some good advice about all this stuff. He said, well, that's good, preacher. You do that. I'm fixing to leave anyway, so I got to go anyhow. I said, well, where are you going? He said, our bowling league starts tonight, and I got to go over there and bowl. But then they'll pray that God bless them. God supply my needs. Listen, He's supplying for your needs, but you're putting the supply towards your wants. He can supply the need. Amen. Listen, if time comes and times get so bad that you have to remove the cable, bless God, remove the cable. Oh, most of it ain't nothing but filth, no how. Throw it out the window. Amen. Just pick up the TV and throw it out to them, then you won't be tempted to get it. Oh boy, y'all, I'm meddling now. Y'all don't like that. Y'all got to have y'all's cable. Oh, listen, all this good. Listen, you ladies watch them slop offers. Amen. Might as well stir it up now. We in deep. <laughs> Slop offers. Yeah. My granny, bless her heart, she's in heaven today. Preacher'd ride up to her house. She'd tell Cindy, hey, reach over and turn that off. <laughs> Cindy said, what do, you want me to, what do you want me to turn it off for? I don't want the preacher to see me watching that. He said, well, too late. The Lord doesn't see you. <laughs> Amen. As the world burns, the young and the retarded. Boy, I'm telling you what. What I'm trying to say is this, folks. A lot of times, God supplies the need, but we misdirect the supply. But there is times in our life, uh, Brother Charles, when, 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 when there is really a critical need in our lives, if we'll trust in the Lord, He will supply that need no matter what comes your way. Uh, listen, you've got to have some faith. Uh, you've got to have some believing ability of knowing that God's going to take care of it. I thank Him for being my supply tonight. A God who is able to save. A God's able to supply. A God who's able to keep us safe and secure. How do you know, preacher? Because the Bible tells me, 2 Timothy 1.12, For the which a cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Thank God he can keep me safe in this world in which we live. Listen, there's no reason to worry about when your day on God's death calendar is going to come because you're wrapped in the arms of love if you're saved and covered by the blood. And thank God when you leave here, it's just going to be like crossing over to the other the side of a place called glory and he'll help you amen he'll put you in that place where you're longing to go we know there's uncertainties about death I can tell you this I've been around dying people 
I've been around those that have passed on from this world out into eternity that were saved and I've seen the smiles come across their face. I've seen the songs coming from their lips. I've heard them say and mention about the things that they've seen and the lights that they see and people that have done gone on before them that they begin to see. And some of them even say, Hey, here comes an angel of the Lord to come and get me. Folks, that's the way I want to leave here. Amen. Nothing but calm consolation of knowing that I'm going to be in heaven. And but on the other contrast, uh, I've seen one die, and I've seen them die without Jesus Christ. Uh, and as they take their last breath, Brother Harold, uh, they're sitting there and they're saying, uh, Oh, listen to uh, somebody. I've kept getting my feet out of these flames. Uh, I'm about to burn to death. I even heard one man say, Hey, preacher, help me. Uh, it feels like they're putting hooks in my feet, uh, and they're pulling me down. Uh, what am I going to do? Out into eternity, too late. Too late. Too late. We serve an able God. Don't go out that latter way. Don't go out by the way of hell. Go out by the way of heaven. Amen. Go out by the way of the Savior. He's not only a God who is able that we'll find there at the throne, but we'll also see a God that we can acknowledge He is the true God, you see. How do you know He's a true God, preacher? Because the Bible tells me so. Jeremiah 10.10 But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and an everlasting King. At His wrath the earth shall tremble and the nations shall not be able to abide His indignation. I feel sorry for America today. I love my country. I'm not being anti-patriotic. But we as a nation should never turn our back on Israel. Uh, We should always support those people no matter what comes our way. Uh, Listen, uh, we've got to support God's people. John 17, 3, And this is life eternal, that they might now or know Thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom Thou hast seen. Romans 3, 4, God forbid, yea, let God be true. He is the true God. But every man a liar, as it is written, that Thou mightest be justified in Thy sayings, and mightest overcome when Thou art judged. We serve a true and living King today. We serve a God of heaven that can bless, that can save, and that can heal. And my friend, I'm telling you, I've got utmost confidence in the true God of heaven tonight to continue to continue to bless amongst God's people. If you've ever been out on this road over here where the Buddhist temple is, y'all know what I'm talking about. They, they don't put a fence around it now, but you can't see it down in there. Yeah. But they built this big old temple of Buddha statue thing. And they had him there. And I was told just the other week that they had to do some repairs on him. 
I'm glad I serve a God I don't have to repair, but He sure can repair me. Amen. Yeah. Listen. They said, I said, what in the world? What do you mean they had to do some repairs? They said, well, his eyes fell out. <laughs> I said, his eyes fell out. They said, yeah, his eyes fell out. I said, well, what did they do? They said, they went up there and glued and cemented some more on there. I said, boy, listen, they having to give sight to their God, but our God gives us sight. Amen. Uh, listen, I don't have to hold up their God. Our God holds us up. That's the kind of God we serve. The true and living God. You ain't got to worry about the Lord's eyes falling out. Amen. You don't have to worry about Him uh, uh, being stuck in one place. Uh, that God over there that they serve, uh, that big piece of concrete, uh, He can't be nowhere but one time at... One particular place at one time. But you know what? We're wall-to-wall God. He said He's everywhere. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent, meaning He's everywhere all the time and He's all-powerful. Wall-to-wall God. Not only are we wall-to-wall gods, you go outside, you you, you air-to-air God. Air to ground. It's God. He'll be with you. He can walk with you. Amen. He is the true God, but He is the trustworthy God. How do you know, preacher? Because the Bible tells me so. Look here, Psalm 18, 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Psalms chapter 18, verse 30. As for God, He is His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all that trust in Him. Listen, if you can't trust the Lord Jesus Christ with your soul today. You can't trust nobody with nothing. He is the one that we are can can trust. He is the one we can put our full trust in. I'm going to ride this train all the way to glory land and trust Him to help get me in on the other side. Amen. Listen, I'm not looking at Joseph Smith like the Mormons do. They're going to say they say he's over there watching the gate. He's the one going to be the recording angel. I don't read that in my Bible. I'm just depending on the Lord Jesus, I'm not depending on another man to get me into the glory world. Amen. May I say this, don't think you're going to go on mama's coattail and daddy's coattail. I've witnessed to some before in the past and they'll say, yeah, but my mama was a, a gracious Sunday school teacher. She went to school, a Sunday school. She went to church on Wednesday night and Sunday night and Sunday morning. She tithed everything that she had. Well, whoopee, praise God, that's what she's supposed to do. But what are you doing? What is your relationship with Christ? And they'll say, oh, well, my daddy was a, was a deacon in the church and my daddy prayed and my daddy sang and my daddy preached and my daddy done this and my daddy done that. I said, listen, you can't go to heaven on the coattail of your daddy. It's between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. I was preaching a revival one time down in the lower part of the state. These folks were messed up. Well, I'm telling you. I wish I'd never went. But God got in that thing and that, that revival, you remember that? It, it, it extended out another half week beyond what we were supposed to have. 
And this lady came and, and took me and the pastor out to lunch one day. And she mentioned her husband so many times. I just, I was fed up. Yeah. I was sitting there and boy, he, she named out her husband's name. She said, he was this, he was that. He was the best Sunday school teacher we all had. He, he played, uh, he done Sunday school, he played the piano. He sung, he done this, he done that, he done this, he done that. And I heard that the whole time. But the man was dead now. Yeah. And I said, sister, hold on a minute. And the pastor didn't like this because that was the last meal we got all week. I said, ma'am, I ain't trying to be disrespectful. But I said, it sounds like y'all worshiping the creature instead of the creator. It sounds to me like you worshiping that man, that husband of yours, uh, more than you were a God. And this is what she said. I, I can take you to the place where it was and take you to the pastor that was sitting there with me. She said, well, you know, I guess we did worship him. You know what my answer was? That really just broke everything off and we never did have lunch the rest of the week. I said, well, I guess that's why God killed him. Think about it. Go ahead, you old mean preacher. I just said what God laid upon my heart. There ain't no man worthy of worship. To be worshipped other than one. And you know who he is, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one worthy of our worship. He's the one worthy of our praise. I mean, and God appoints leaders, and God needs, uh, wants to have leaders in the church. And God don't need nothing. He can do it all by himself, amen? Yeah. But uh, we've got a trustworthy God, a God we can acknowledge. He's a true God, a trustworthy God, but He's a timeless God. How do you know, preacher? Because the Bible tells me so. Look at here. Psalms 90 and verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Genesis twenty-one thirty-three, And Abraham planted a grove in Beersheba, and called there on the name of the Lord the everlasting God. Deuteronomy 33 and 27, The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, Destroy them. He is a timeless God. Uh, It bothers me when somebody says, Oh, the man upstairs. The man upstairs, they could be talking about anybody. They portray God to be a, some kind of white-haired, white-bearded individual. Father time. Yeah. The man upstairs. There's a little bit of time that's dealing with the situation, and it's this. He stepped out on nothing, created everything, always was, and always will be. Yeah. That's who He is. He is the everlasting God of heaven. He is a timeless God. But number three, what do we find at the throne? 
there's a God who we can approach. We can approach Him with confidence. How do you know, preacher? Because the Bible tells me so. First uh, John 5 and 14, uh, and this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, uh, He heareth us. In other words, He answers our prayers. I can go in confidence unto our God in prayer of knowing I'm going to get an answer. And it will be an answer to my liking if my request be in the realm of His will. Hebrews 10.35 Cast not away therefore your confidence which hath the great recompense of reward. We can approach the throne with confidence yeah. of believing and knowing that we serve the great God of glory and He can and will answer your prayers. Amen. We can approach Him with our concern. How do you know, preacher? The Bible tells me so. Yeah. Philippians 4, 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I guess that's why I've got a good habit of praying. First thing usually comes out of our lips is, Lord, we surely want to thank you. Father in heaven, God, we thank you. Because he says, go in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Oh, we're not thankful enough uh, to the God of heaven uh, that created you, that created me, that saved our souls from a devil's hell. We can approach Him with our concerns. Amen. He can help you. But we can approach with caution. Deuteronomy 6.12 Then beware, lest you forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Let me put that into some New Testament language for you. He says, Then beware lest you forget the Lord. In other words, you be careful. You exercise caution. Don't forget God. Don't forget the one that brought you out of Egypt. That right there, Egypt is a type of sin. Brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. We as Christians today should not forget what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. But ever so often we get sidetracked and derailed. And all of a sudden we find ourselves forgetting God when we ought to be on our knees before Him. Giving Him thanksgiving and praise. Asking Him to help us through the most difficult times in our life. And then all of a sudden we're in such a mess. When we go to God it will only take, it takes him to clean it up. Amen. Only He would be able to clean it up. And it always goes back to we forgot God. Yeah. I can I can I can name off church members of our church that, that they come once or twice to every two months. Yeah. Yeah. Are they forgetting God? And anybody
Nobody can come up with any excuse in the book that they want to come up with. Just go ahead and admit it. You forgot God. You see, it's when uh, the worries of this life and, and the, 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 the life itself that you're living in begins to take precedence over the Lord. Folks, may I tell you this, the Lord's not playing second fiddle to nobody. Amen. He wants first place in your life. He wants first place. There shall be no other gods before me. You remember that? That means, uh, listen, whatever it is uh, that's keeping you away from God, uh, get rid of it. It's not worthy. It's not worthy at all. I don't understand. People in the day in which we live, Brother Harold, they... uh, they're so tied up in their selves uh, and they're so tied up of, of things in life uh, that they can't come uh, uh, to a, a, a place to where they could get settled, uh, to where they could get rooted, uh, to where they could get committed uh, uh, to the house of God. And folks, I'm here to tell you by example of its own kind, uh, if you'll get rooted, uh, if you'll get committed, uh, if you'll get faithful, God will return you with blessings unmeasurable. Tell you what, I don't want to even think about trying to raise my family outside of the church. Amen. We have to instill in our children, Brother Damon, we have to instill in our children each and every day in which we live the principles of God, the purity of God, the position of God to where when they go out into this world to go to these secular school systems uh, uh, on a daily basis, uh, they'll not be thwarted off the track somewhere. We want the children here at Turning Point to understand and know when they open those textbooks uh, and they start teaching on evolution uh, and the Big Bang Theory uh, that maybe they would just have enough unction inside of them uh, to raise their hand and say, Hey, wait a minute. This might be a theory, but I sure don't believe in it uh, because Genesis chapter 1 tells me that God created man. Amen. He created him from the dust of the earth and there was man. And then He took a rib out of him and created his helpmate. That was Eve. God done that. Oh, but it happened with a big explosion back in two billion years ago. Baloney. Well, we evoluted from a bunch of monkeys. There ain't but one person in here look like a monkey and he can't help it. I ain't calling no names. There he is. He volunteering. <laughs> you thought it was you, didn't you, brother? No. <laughs> Y'all did too, didn't you? <laughs> Woo! We can approach him with caution. All right, listen up. What will we find at the throne besides that grace and mercy? We find a God who's able. We find a God whom we can acknowledge. We find a God who we can approach. Number four, 
there's a God who we can adore. Yeah. <laughs> I adore my Lord tonight. Amen. How do you know that, preacher? Because the Bible tells me so. First Chronicles sixteen twenty nine. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in beauty, in the beauty of holiness. The beauty of holiness. That is a forgotten word in the day which we live. People are scared of that word. Why are people scared of the word holiness? God says, be ye holy for I am holy. In other words, He says, live right. Know right from wrong. You know it. Live it. There's a God who we can adore because of His glory. There's a God who we can adore because of His grace. Ephesians 1, 6. To the praise of the glory of His grace wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. By the grace of God I am what I am. And His grace, grace with which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Last thing. He's a God that we can adore because of His greatness. The Bible tells us, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory. And the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Let's continue to read. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? According to the working of His mighty power. We can adore Him because of His greatness. Because of His grace. I want you to stand tonight. Sister Dottie, y'all come around and play us a song of invitation. You'll find those things if if you'll come boldly to the throne of grace. If you'll come boldly. He'll meet you there. We're not going to worship the throne, but praise God, we're going to worship the one who sits on the throne. The one who overlooks you and I, takes care of us and undergirds us. Our Father in heaven, God, we do thank you tonight. Lord, for your many blessings. Lord, for everything that you do for us. The words of wisdom to share before these people. Lord, the sweet spirit that we felt here tonight. and Lord, this morning. Lord, we do give you glory, honor, and praise. And Lord, this won't take time to worship you. Lord, if there is a need, Lord, I pray that you would speak to the hearts of these people. And Lord, let them know that You are our supply. And God, we're going to trust in you tonight to help us. Help us go forward for your holy cause. 
In Jesus' name we do humbly pray. Amen. Amen. You come and pray, men. Let's gather around that old rugged cross. <laughs>